Welcome to the latest episode of Public Power Now. I'm Paul Schimpoli, News Director for APPA. Our guest in this episode is Scott Corwin, who joined APPA as the association's new president and CEO in August of this year. Prior to joining APPA, Scott served as executive director of the Northwest Public Power Association in Vancouver, Washington. Scott, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. So, Scott, to get our conversation started, wanted to know if you could talk about what your priorities have been since you became president and CEO of APPA. Sure. Yeah, they, it's nice to come into a position where the board and staff previously have set aside a strategic direction and plan. And and I've tried to learn and, and figure out how we can effectively pursue those. But it's it's uh, in four pillars, uh, advocating for public power, moving public power forward, grid security, strengthening and promoting association excellence. And so especially on that last one to pursue association excellence and make sure we're, you know, effectively as an organization pursuing our other priorities. Uh, I've spent some time getting to know staff, uh, getting to know uh, the internal operations and you know, how how and what we all do here in more detail. We're going through the budget process right now on how we resource our initiatives here, uh, both from a, a staffing and other budget lines perspective, use of space. And then I've spent a lot of time also trying to get to know the members better and, and how they're viewing our mission and delivery uh, for them. In preparing for this interview, one of the things that, that struck me is the fact that you, you've long been active with APPA, including serving on the board for Power Pack, the Association's Political Action Committee, chairing APPA's Power Marketing Administration Task Force, and serving on APPA's uh, Advisory and Nominating Committee. So could you um, further elaborate in terms of how these roles have prepared you to hit the ground running? Yes. You know, APPA provides some a lot of varied opportunities for member engagement. And so having been involved and being on the committees and seeing how the organization interacts and gets feedback from members is really helpful. And it also allowed me over the years to get to know, you know, some of these and become friends with some of these great public power leaders uh, and to see them in action and, and see how they help pursue the mission of public power across the country. So I'm really, you know, it's it's given me a viewpoint into other areas of the country and getting to know folks from other areas of the country. That's that's really important. I've, you know, I've spent a lot of time in the West. I'm really interested to learn a lot more and get more in depth on on how the utilities and members pursue our objectives in every area of the country. And it also, uh, you know, seeing these the the leadership, seeing the energy and and expertise of the others on these committees at meetings like the ledge rally like the advisory committee uh it's it really is part of why i was so excited to take on this role you've you've touched upon on the idea of engaging with members and um since taking the helm as president and ceo of appa you've been visiting with with members across the country in various forums where have you traveled so far and why is it important um, for you to meet with members face to face well, it's been a, a whirlwind couple of months, and it's and uh, really, really fun and exciting to get to engage with members. And it's been uh, varied. I the very first week I was in one, the all public power state of Nebraska, and and great to hear from those members. I was then in Wisconsin, uh, Arizona, Wisconsin again, 
uh, Ohio, Kansas, Puerto Rico, Portland, uh, Seattle. And then I've also been able to connect with uh, some members as they've come through Washington, D.C. So uh, a busy time in, 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 in the midst of also trying to really get to know the internal operations. But I think it's critical to hear directly from members to be able to sit down with them and see what they really care about. Uh, you know, how, what do they really think about what we, where we should be and how we should be doing it? It also allows me and our and APPA as staff when we're uh, getting out and about to coordinate with the other organizations that our members belong to, which is really impo important, whether they be joint action agencies or other associations or regional organizations or advocacy groups. Uh, that's really critical that we have solid partnerships, uh, that we're uh, supportive of each other, but not redundant or uh, bumping up against each other. And and so that's really, really helpful. And to see how they're all trying to plan and meet and uh, the challenges and move public power forward and what projects they have on the ground, too. So all that is really we really are educated by listening to our members and learning from our members and being able to, you can do some of that virtually, but you can do a lot more of it in person. Has anything in particular resonated with you in terms of those conversations with members? Well, I think it, it reinforces a notion that I saw regionally and that I've seen APPA try to um, try to really build on nationally, which is, you know, there is this is a really diverse membership when you go and visit with them and see them both from a size of utility perspective, from the very smallest to the largest, uh, some of the largest utilities in the country from a geographic perspective. At the same time, what you, you hear a lot of the same concerns and a lot of the same challenges and you see the same dedication to the mission of community power and uh, being really connected and responsive to customers at the local level. So it's also really reinforcing on how much we have in common and finding that, that strong common voice is part of what APPA does. For, for my last question, I kind of wanted to step back and, and look at the kind of a bigger picture in terms of the, the power sector. So kind of a two-parter. One, what do you see as the key challenges facing the power sector these days? How are, and how are public power utilities well positioned to successfully meet these challenges? And also, what are the ways in which APPA is helping its members uh, successfully meet these challenges through the resources it offers? Thanks. Yeah, of course, there's a long list of challenges uh, that utilities face these days. But I think it, there's also uh, an equally long list of, of, of some of the same things that present opportunities for public power. And uh, to answer the, the in part, Part of the question, the last part first, APPA helps in a lot of different ways through information, training, and advocacy uh, on some of those challenges. And clearly on, on the Moving Public Power Forward initiative, I mentioned as part of that, the pillars and, and grid security as well. For a while, APPA has had education and sharing of best practices and panels and conferences and workshops and uh, grant support and uh, certification of reliable, you know, reliable public power provider support. So there's a lot of ways APPA tries to address these. But what you're seeing is an industry shift that, you know, shows up in different forms across the country. 
not just related to renewable portfolio standards and, and generation, uh, but overall increase in loads through you know shift towards electrification, increased data use. You, you'll see that increase even more uh, with artificial intelligence coming on. And you have this increase in demand combined at the same time with that shift to more variable resources uh, as some of the large baseload thermal comes offline. So less dispatchable types of resources in general, creating this strain on what we call resource adequacy or ability to balance the system instantaneously over time and ensure reliability. So among that, that you got demand for new capacity resources, at the same time, strain on transmission paths, ability to site and build and appropriately allocate the cost of transmission, combined with supply chain right now concerns, even just getting the transformers to maintain the system, especially to have them ready if we have some large storms come at us, and other materials in the supply chain concerns. Uh, combined with that grid security and resilience and cyber and physical security piece I mentioned. And then overarching all of that uh, is the workforce uh, concerns with a lot of turnover right now, a lot of need to recruit staff uh, with significant skills and retain that staff over time. Uh, so there, that's the challenge list, but it's also, as I said, uh, a lot of opportunities within that for public power to be proactive, to be creative, to efficiently meet these opportunities. And I think we're positioned well to do that. Our governing bodies are connected to their communities. They know what their communities want and need. Uh, we've got great leadership. We've got great uh, skills and part of our missions to make sure that uh, we're there to help educate and train uh, and uh, build these skills, both at the governance level and the staff at these utilities. So I think public power is really well positioned. I'm excited about the future. There, yes, there's challenges, but I think we've got a bright future ahead of us. Well, Scott, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with us. I know you obviously got a packed schedule, so I can't thank you enough for, for speaking with us today. And um, we'd love to obviously have you back as a guest, perhaps around this time next year, we could revisit this and other topics. Well, thank you. I, I love these podcasts, enjoy listening, and happy to be a part of one. Great. Thanks, Scott. Thanks for listening to this episode of Public Power Now, which is produced by Julio Guerrero, graphic and digital designer, APPA. I'm Paul Schimpoli, and we'll be back next week with more from the world of public power. Mm-hmm.